This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of September 20th. In this episode, I'll discuss four MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first looks at the rate of body mass index, or BMI, increase in children during the pandemic. The next report highlights the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines by vaccine type. The third examines detailed race data from Hawaii to better understand COVID-19 cases and deaths among the population. The last report looks at COVID-19 symptoms months after a positive test. Obesity affects more than one in six U.S. children, putting their long-term health and quality of life at risk. During the COVID-19 pandemic, children and adolescents have spent more time than usual away from structured school settings. Families already disproportionately affected by obesity risk factors might have had additional disruptions in income, food, and other social determinants of health. While COVID-19 infections have had a direct effect on the health of millions of Americans, the pandemic has also had a major impact on other health conditions, including obesity. Children are expected to have increases in BMI as they grow, but rapid increases can be a cause for concern. To evaluate the impact of the pandemic on obesity among children and adolescents, CDC researchers looked at changes in BMI among more than 400,000 children and adolescents before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. Among children and adolescents, the overall rate of BMI increase approximately doubled during the pandemic compared with the pre-pandemic period. Children and adolescents with overweight or obesity before the pandemic experienced higher rates of increase and greater weight gain during the pandemic than children with healthy weight. Children aged 6 through 11 years had the largest BMI rate increase during the pandemic. These findings underscore the importance of obesity prevention and management efforts for all children during and following the COVID-19 pandemic. Measures include screening for BMI, food security, and social determinants of health, increasing access to evidence-based pediatric weight management programs, and providing state and community resources to encourage healthy eating, physical activity, and chronic disease prevention. The next report looks at the effectiveness of the three COVID-19 vaccines authorized or approved for use in the United States by the FDA. Researchers examined the vaccine status of approximately 3,700 hospitalized patients aged 18 and older during March through August 2021. Full vaccination was found to be 93% effective against hospitalization for the Moderna vaccine, 88% effective for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, and 71% effective for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. In addition, protection for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine declined four months after vaccination. While vaccine effectiveness against COVID-19 hospitalizations differed by vaccine type, findings show that all three vaccines provide strong protection against hospitalization. Racial and ethnic minority groups have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19. 
In the next report, researchers examine detailed data from Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, and Asian people in Hawaii to better understand COVID-19 cases and deaths within each population. They found the Pacific Islander population had the highest rates of COVID-19 cases and deaths among all subgroups. People who are Pacific Islander make up only 5% of Hawaii's population, yet they accounted for 22% of COVID-19 cases and deaths from March 2020 through February 2021. Additionally, among Asian people, rates of COVID-19 cases were highest among the Filipino and Vietnamese populations. By collecting and analyzing detailed data on race and ethnicity, Hawaii identified disparities in COVID-19 cases and deaths among specific subpopulations. Using broad racial categories can hide important health disparities in specific communities. When possible, using more detailed data on race can help efforts to monitor and address health disparities for specific groups. Post-COVID conditions, also known as long COVID, which are the long-term symptoms experienced weeks to months after infection with the virus that causes COVID-19. To identify trends in long COVID, the Long Beach Department of Health and Human Services in California interviewed a random sample of more than 350 people aged 18 and older who had tested positive for COVID-19 during April through December 2020. Of those interviewed, one out of three reported at least one symptom two months after their positive test result. The most commonly reported symptoms were loss of taste, loss of sense of smell, muscle or joint pain, fatigue, and headache. Rates were higher among people aged 40 to 54 years, females, those with pre-existing conditions, and black people. Identification of groups disproportionately affected by long COVID can help with prioritization of treatment and prevention strategies, including access to testing and care for long COVID and vaccination of groups at higher risk for long COVID. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. The briefing will take a two-week vacation. The next briefing will provide highlights from the most important reports published during the vacation. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.